What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of Unwrap This. It's our collaborative effort. We're getting together here at Unwrap Sports Network. We're going to be hopefully doing this about twice a week, talking about buzzing topics, having different personalities from the network coming on here, debating the things that you want to hear about. We're extremely excited. It's been something that we've been working on for quite a while. We got quite a group of six tonight for you guys to launch this, and we are pumped. You have two uh, host today. It's going to be Owen Watterson and Mark Bellevue. We are blessed to have them to steer in the ship for us tonight. I'm Perry Aston. I'm one of the co-founders of this awesome network, uh, and we're blessed to be able to bring this to you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, go follow us on Twitter at Unwrap Sports as well as Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at NBA Unwrap for all you hoop heads. I know tonight's going to be based around the NBA season starting up. So a lot of our basketball fans go join us at NBA Unwrapped as well. Got great content on there as well as the rest of our pages. But you could definitely go check us out on Sportscaster. It's where we do some of our streaming as well. Sportscaster.com slash unwrapped. And lastly, our website, of course, at unwrappedsports.com. There's my intro for you guys today. And I'm going to toss it off to your host for tonight, Owen Watterson, as well as Mark. And we're very excited for the first episode of Unwrapped This. Thanks again for joining, guys. Yeah, guys, we're going to have a good time tonight. I've been itching to talk hoops with a lot of people for a minute, so so I'm excited. <laughs> I know I got probably one of the best groups to have here, but I want to start off pretty blatantly. You know, the bubble, you know, disregarding the skepticism around what's going on with coronavirus all, just talking basketball as far as the contenders in both conferences, you know, any one of you guys can start, but who do you guys think are the real contenders in, in both conferences that have a chance to compete with the Lakers, the Clippers, and so on and so forth? Uh, how, about we, how, how about we go in order here? We'll go Jack, CJ, and Amber. We'll make this easy. Right. Yeah, there you go. All right, so um, probably I'd say – actually, I'm going to start with the East because it's my uh, team's conference. Probably def, definitely the Bucks. What about um, the Raptors? Anybody forgetting uh, about the Raptors? Do we want to talk about the Raptors? I'm forgetting yes. about the Raptors. Yes. Raptors. I would throw in the Raptors. I think everybody forgets about the Raptors. I, I do forget. Unfortunately. It. I personally am going to continue forgetting about the Raptors with Kawhi gone. <laughs> yeah, as a Sixers <laughs> fan, I would like to do that as well. Um, yeah, I can understand. CJ, what about you? You got any different answers? Yeah, I would go with Miami. I think um, I think Adam Jimmy really? Butler to the squad. I think their complete roster. I really like Eric Spoelstra. Definitely one of the best coaches in the NBA. Um, Underrated coach, by the way, doesn't I, get enough love. Very experienced, obviously. Absolutely. He's been there, done that. So he, absolutely, he much more. Absolutely, I feel like they added that that missing piece, that All Star type player that could kind of do both things um, on both sides of the court with Jimmy Butler. Um, they have a couple multitude of ball handlers with none. Dragic have a couple big men. I think Bam is really developed into a solid big man. I think they could Definitely. they could kind of match what they could kind of they'd be a good matchup against the Lakers if they were to meet in the finals. Actually, have them coming out the East just because I feel like they wow. have a complete complete roster. Okay. You heard it here uh, first. CJ's taking yeah. the heat. Yeah. Hot takes yeah. already. And yeah. they're undefeated Amber, against they're undefeated against the Bucks this year too. Yes, yeah, I think they give the Bucks some problems with their size, and I think the coaching between uh, Budenholzer and Spolstra, I think that'd be pretty good. And it's weird because you wouldn't expect a team to give the Bucks a problem in regards to size, because in regards to length and just sheer size around the entire roster, the Bucks have to be one of the deepest, longest teams in the entire league. So that's one of the only instances that you can truly see them getting a little bit outworked. I think. So who guards who guards Giannis in that situation, Jimmy? Yeah. I think I think Man. they have a couple guys. I mean, you got James John. They're gonna have to throw multiple guys at Giannis. Obviously, it's not just gonna be one guy. You look at what the Raptors did. Obviously, they had a they had Kawhi. Mm -hmm. He was that really defensive stopper. But um, they also did great. They did a great job of stopping those other guys and kind of just letting Giannis 
he's still he's he's developed as a shooter, but you still want to sag off him a little bit and let him take that jump shot until you could kind of see him hit it consistently. So I right. think they have a couple guys. Um, again, with Spolstra being a a really good head coach, um, seeing guys like LeBron, he's he's been up against slashers. Um, I think they're going to play a little bit of zone and still, like I said, make him shoot and kind of just, let's see what those other guys do. So got James Johnson, Derek Jones, Jimmy Butler, maybe Bam Bunch of a little athletic bit. Guys. Yeah, yeah, they got they have they have the they have the roster. I think that could definitely compete with the Bucks in the Eastern Conference. Amber, I like the Raptors and the Celtics. I don't trust the Bucks at all. Yeah. Um, in the West, my surprise team will be the Houston Rockets because you never know what you're going to get with Houston. It's true. Um, they can get hot, mm-hmm. and if they get hot, they're going to be hard to beat. They're going to be very hard to beat. Now we haven't, we haven't seen them with this new roster either. It's you know similar, but they've really made a lot of tweaks. So you really don't know what you're going to see with Houston. I think. Yeah, and they just signed. Well, Tabo is not playing, but they just signed Bahamute to a deal. I just saw Shams just they Shams just tweeted that they just signed him. Right. I trust Russ in the playoffs. Now Harden, we got to see. <laughs> we got to see what he's he's made of. But I like the Celtics in the East and the Raptors in the East. I don't trust the Bucks at all. I just don't. Um, I think Brad Stevens and uh, Nick Nurse have the recipe to stop Giannis. I just really do. Okay. But the only thing that kind of worries me about the Celtics is their size. They don't have enough size and they don't have enough bench uh, depth either. They are so, pretty young. You know, the Celtics relatively young yeah. team still a lot of upside and they're going to be good for a long time, especially keeping that young core together. But I just think for the Celtics personally, it their coaching isn't a question. Brad Stevens is an extremely intelligent coach. I don't doubt him at all. It's just like you said, is the team deep enough? Can you – you know, hang with the Bucks by having to rotate so many different guys onto Giannis and stuff and still have a, enough manpower to really guard Middleton and Bledsoe, you know, everybody else that's still going to cause a threat for yourself, even the Heat, like CJ said. So I agree with you guys completely. But in my head, I'm going to just start right here. I know you said it was besides the Lakers, but I think the Lakers are pretty shooing for the West, you know, in my opinion. And uh, for myself, I'm going to have to say the Bucks are going to go out of the East and I know that they're going to have some trouble along the way and there's going to be really deep series with the Bucks, I believe, but I do really, really trust coach Bud. I think Giannis has been here and done this a few times now to where it's no longer young Giannis and the rest of the guys. I think this team is a really cohesive unit. I really do think they're playing for each other. Um, they got a lot of talent. So for me, it's going to be the Bucks, but I completely agree with you guys. There's a lot of wild card teams, and with this new setup too, how do we even pull the same amount of trends with not really any kind of home court advantage? You don't that's feed a, off the crowd. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. So that's like my biggest thing is like you can expect a lot of uh, a lot of upsets or like kind of like an NCAA tournament atmosphere. Right. Where you're not having. I, I think a lot of this is going to come down to coaching because a home court advantage fuels players individually, but if you don't have that, coaching is going to be everything. Right. And I think that's why I, that's why I really like CJ's pick. I don't necessarily have the Heat coming out of the East. I think they're going to be there just because of Eric Spolstra and the fact that Jimmy makes his guys better. Uh, right. He's always mm-hmm. done that, and it. it in his past situations, he's got a lot of hate because his teammates didn't necessarily agree with the way he did things. But ever yeah. since he's been in Miami, that hasn't been the case. Uh, you know, not only is it Miami, but the team ha- has fed off of him. They're really deep, and they have a fantastic coach. And the Bucks, without that home court advantage in Milwaukee, which is insane, 
Uh, those fans are crazy. I, I think the the Bucks are going to have some trouble because I don't trust Chris Middleton in the playoffs. Okay. I trust Giannis now, but I don't trust no. Chris Middleton. I don't think you could. I don't really like. I'm like I don't trust Milwaukee because like they were up 2-0 last year against the Raptors, right? And then they they, lose and they got four, super and, cocky, right? and they lose four games in a row. Like like I've been saying this for a while. Right? Like I don't trust Giannis until he proves it. You can win 60 games a year. You can win multiple MVPs, but until you win in the playoffs, what have you really done? You know what I mean? In the grand scheme of things. True. So, but I like this. I like the Miami pick that CJ had because, like, even if Giannis gets his, you know, in a game, they have the length on the perimeter to defend the Middletons and the and the Bledsoe's and, and things like that to stop the shooters and get out to the shooters. So, I, I do really like that Miami pick. Yeah, yeah. And I want to talk. Oh, go ahead, CJ. I would just say also they have the spacing too. You look at Duncan Robinson, one of the best shooters in the, the NBA. Shooters. Tyler Hero yeah. as well, rookie year, spacing the floor. And then lastly, about the Rockets, I like the Rockets. I think. They lack. They come. They're kind of like the the Celtics as, in a sense, as opposed to like they lack the size as well against those against the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, and I, I don't trust D'Antoni in the playoffs. I think his scheme hasn't really hasn't really translated into the playoffs. We've seen it with the Suns. They've always run into better teams, um, and they've always come up short. So I think, for me personally, I think I think as soon as they let go of D'Antoni, we'll start to see the Rockets in their their full uh, length. So. That's, but, a, that's yeah. an interesting one because I, I cut you off to talk about the Rockets. Oh, uh, I was going to bring that up just now. Um, I, I don't necessarily not trust D'Antoni. I think you're completely right about the system. But I think the system's changed a little bit. Obviously, they're going super small ball, which isn't something that D'Antoni's ever been opposed of. But the last time we saw them get deep in the playoffs was obviously when Chris Paul got hurt against Golden State, a series that they should have won, in my opinion, if Chris Paul was healthy in Game 7. But Russell Westbrook's a different type of point guard. And before yeah. this, this uh, before the break happened, before Rudy got, Gobert got COVID and the season shut down, Russell Westbrook was playing some of the best basketball of his entire career. True. James Harden was off mm-hmm. and the Rockets were off, but they've had a lot of time to regroup and figure out how they want to attack these other teams. And, and I really, really think the combination of Russell Westbrook and James Harden is, is who they're the third best duo in the NBA. So we've talked about Kawhi a few times. I haven't really heard the Clippers. And then I also want to hear Jack. I know you said you're repping the East and you're a big 76ers guy. What about the 76ers? Do you see that? Or do you see the coaching of Brett Brown being their downfall? Um, I'm very concerned. I'm very, very concerned about this. Yeah, very, very concerned is what he says. Especially away from Philadelphia. They're just a different team when they play. They're on the road this season, they were just a different team. They were just a way. Second worst record in the league, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now they have no home court advantage, period. Uh-huh. And a lackluster coach. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I'm very lackluster it's coach. So and some unmotivated players, and one of yeah. them can't shoot. So I just, I've been saying this. I just don't think Embiid and Simmons fit together. I just, I just no, don't think I, they're I think they're for, gonna their, for their skill the sets. They're going to have to choose between the two at some point. But uh, let's move on. I know Perry said something about the uh, the, the Clippers, and I, that's actually what I was going to get to. Uh, my biggest storylines going into the bubble, disregarding coronavirus, obviously that's the biggest storyline right. of this entire thing. But as far as basketball goes, teams you want to see matchups for, player beef you want to see, uh, what kind of big stories do you see going into this bubble? I mean, Pat Beverly versus anybody is what I to <laughs> <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of like interesting beef. Like, first off, I'm interested. Have they said anything about? I, I saw that they were potentially going to run the games a little bit lagged so that they can go and edit certain things out since there isn't the crowd noise to mass things. Have you guys heard anything about that? Because for me, that's the most interesting part of it. I heard How they do- were going to have the games on tape delay. 
I hate that because yeah, for me, like, so for the, the it's gonna be like a playground aspect. atmosphere. Yeah, the yeah, raw yeah. aspect is what I want. You know, I want yeah. you can't control things are gonna yourself. get spoiled on Twitter, yeah. dude. Someone gets Big smacked time. in the arm and gets in your face, like no matter how PC you're trying to get, like someone's letting something off. Yeah. I'm like, we need to hear that. I think yeah. it's ridiculous that we we don't. Yeah, I saw someone on Twitter um, propose the idea about how how they did the last dance with the censored and the uncensored mm -hmm. about doing or two streams of. I legitimately pay for like an NBA league pass on. Well, that's how, that's how the premier league is doing it right now over in England. Since soccer has restarted, they have a broadcast on actual television with the artificial crowd noise, but you can go on the NBC sports app and watch it without it, with all the players talking and all that kind of stuff. So okay. I'm like, that would be really cool. I think. What I think is interesting too is that they're going to allow players, since they're going to be in this bubble, to go view other games as well besides their own. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like NBA Summer League ish, and you know, kind of how literally go into summer camp. Right. So I, I'm curious to see if any beef starts from maybe a player that's playing, maybe a player that's not playing, something that carries over from a game or something like that. Sorry, but you know, that's what I'm interested to see. This new dynamic. It's and I think being in the bubble, it's gonna definitely affect some players in certain ways differently. Mental health, like you're gonna get really stressed out. You're just in the zone. Like I don't know how LeBron Super Saiyan mode is gonna go when you can't escape it. Like for me, I think there may be more issues than we expect. I don't know how well they do sweeping them under the rug and trying to have a really good PR department. You know, because you're gonna need it with such a controversial kind of start to anything right now we're not used to this obviously but i'm very interested to see how this all shakes out cj yeah i think in, well, at the top of the western conference definitely have to look to see which which star player between lebron and Kawhi, which one gets that third championship third finals MVP. well not third championship but third finals mvp with their third team um, i think that's something i'm really looking forward to and then obviously at the bottom of the west which which team gets that eighth spot to, it looks like the Pelicans have a pretty favorable schedule in this in this play-in eight-game schedule. Obviously, the Grizzlies are right there. Zion in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. They, they want they, they want the LeBron. They want the LeBron Zion. First I want round. the Grizzlies to succeed so badly. I don't know why I want them to succeed so badly, but I'm rooting for them. Like I love Ja. The Grizzlies' schedule John. is really difficult. Yeah, it's hard for these, for these eight games. That's true. The Grizzlies are a good story. They were picked to be like literally the worst team in basketball this year. Right. Yeah. Right. And now yeah. the eight seed in the West. That's that's tough to do. And yes. then you have to look at the upside for the future. Like they're going to be good for a while. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I want I want to see that battle. Um, I just think I know a lot of people. I heard you guys talking about uh, the cover. And I know we'll get to that in a little bit, but I just think the young core, but uh, with the that the Pelicans have, I think that's going to be a great battle between between the Grizzlies and, and the Pels. Um, you start to see, even though Zion played 19 games, he wasn't even 100. percent You start to see 24 and seven. I think that's that's pretty dominant for me. Uh, for a guy that's probably like eighty percent, so I, let's hopefully I, I want to see. I wanna... league, the guy is an absolute animal. This is before right. any NBA experience, and he was there for like ten minutes before they pulled him when he got injured. It was baffling to watch, and I've seen many games live, and I was sitting here watching this what nineteen year old being like, "Oh my god!" Like that's I want to leave because I'm emasculated. You know? <laughs> yeah, I want to see. I want to see how how he's you know how he's kept his body. Is he in shape? Obviously, that's been the the, the major narrative. For so early in his career, obviously injuries and the weight factor. So um, since he's had you know about three months to kind of get healthy, to, to, in my opinion, I feel like he he'll he'll be 100. percent So right. uh, we might see the preseason Zion. He was just you know tomahawking on everybody. So I'm excited. For those are the two narratives for me that I'm looking forward to. 
Yeah, I have to I have to bring up this other narrative because CJ just brought up weight. Have you guys seen <laughs> the pictures of of the Joker, Nikola Jokic? Yeah, all has the he, has, has he eaten and, once? And Marcus Sol is the same thing. I don't Crazy. know if the Joker has eaten once during this entire thing. <laughs> yeah, I have no he idea. He lost a lot of weight. Can he bang with the? I mean, obviously, the new NBA is you need a four or a five that can stretch the floor. You need everyone to be mobile. You need everyone to. I guess be able to guard multiple positions if that means the four can also play the five and vice versa. But obviously your perimeter should be able to play point guard. You got point forwards. Like it's such more of a versatile game nowadays. But can, it, when it comes down to it, you're guarding Anthony Davis one-on-one or you're guarding someone with more mass than Davis because Davis at the end of the day isn't just how big he is. It's the skill that he has and the quickness mm-hmm. he has. And stuff. He used to be a point guard back in the day before his growth spurt. But think so about Jokic. A, a massive center or a point, or a point forward or anyone. Giannis, you know, I just don't see how Jokic, who I before viewed as slightly over or definitely overweight and slow, but very skilled and just very smart. Now it's like, is he undersized, you know, and smart? Like, I don't know if he's now just like, a stretch four and that's it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how they can run him out of the post. This is my question. I think him losing weight benefits him for a couple reasons. I think him being able to bang down low is definitely going to go down a little less, but I'm sure he's slimmed down the right way. He's got the best trainers in the entire world. That's true. Uh, Jokic is the best passing center in the league. Arguably he is in my opinion. And the fact that he's slimmed down, going to be able to move around a lot more. He plays a lot of point forward for him anyway. I, I really think it's going to give them an advantage if he's if he's quicker on his feet. Amber, what do you think about Jokic or about just in general? Oh goodness, I'm not a big I'm not big on Zion like most people are. Uh, I'm just being honest. <laughs> she just I thinks just, he's big. She's not big on him. She just thinks he's big. Yeah, he. I told people he was gonna. <laughs> I told people if he didn't lose weight, he would have knee problems. And what happened? <laughs> he had knee problems. Um, if that offense is going to work, I think Brandon Ingram needs to be the alpha dog because he can mm. score in more variety of ways. And I trust him down a stretch more. He's better at the free throw line. You know, Drew Holiday is not really that aggressive point guard. Um, Lonzo Ball is scared to go to the free throw line. And J.J. Redick, he might be out there, but for defensive reasons, he probably – won't be out there. I don't know who the Pelicans are going to close their lineup with. I have no clue. Yeah. But in order for the Pelicans to be successful, Brandon Ingram is going to have to be that guy because he's more versatile on offense. Yeah, they need Drew Holiday to really be that leader too because I I, I believe in his leadership more than anyone else on that roster. Although he hasn't been there, done that necessarily at the level that other veterans have in the NBA due to the unfortunate teams that he's been on throughout a lot of his career. But He's been in the league quite a while. He's very smart, and I know he's a leader in that locker room. So they're going to rely on him to really steer the ship because if you just say you go for it, Zion, go for it, Ingram. Ingram is definitely developed, and he's definitely become more of a leader. I've watched him very closely in L.A., obviously, throughout the beginning of his career, and the strides that he was taking are massive. But to say that he's a veteran or that he's a leader in that locker room I don't know if that's been proven yet. And with him already being more of a timid personality anyways, and you really have to pull it out of Brandon Ingram. He's very quiet and stuff like that. I'm not saying here's the torch in the locker room, but I think on the court, you're right, Amber. His play, the versatility that he brings is going to determine if they're going to be able to go far or if they're going to get knocked out quickly because you're not just going to say, here's Zion, like 
hopefully your threes drop today and just beat everybody. I mean, he's going to bang for sure. Like Zion is Zion, but you know, and him putting up 20 points a game, I think we can all guarantee on that, but it's going to take much more than 20 from Zion for the Pelicans to put a dent in the really, really tough East and West, you know, depending on who you see, depending when I, I'm not going to put the Pelicans as the favorite probably in any matchup. They're going to be the dog in most matchups, you know. But the uh, NBA another- slows down in the playoffs. So, right. you know, the Pelicans are one of those teams, they like to get out and go. Right. But in, in the playoffs, they're yeah. going to – all that is not going to – that's not going to happen. I agree. You're gonna, that's going to be a half-court offense. That's why Giannis struggles so much because right. in the playoffs, it's half-court offense. It's half-court basketball. Um, you're playing these teams repeatedly. So coaching becomes a factor as well. I like Alvin Gentry. I really do. But yeah. that chess match, it's going to be that chess match. True. Um, I like Drew Holiday in the, in the locker room. I do. I'm talking about offensively. Definitely. I, I want, yeah. I just want Brandon. I'm, I'm, I look at him playing. I'm like, come on, Brandon. Come on, Brandon. Come on, Brandon. You know, that's it. That's, that's I, it for me. But I, I like the Pelican schedule, but I picked Portland. So I'm just going to stick with my pick. Um, I picked Portland, even though their schedule is not really favorable, but I trust Dame and CJ. I think the Pelicans are like a year away. I think they're like, they're there, but they're just not quite there just yet. Mm-hmm. I want to see need them. a full season of Zion yeah. and Brandon Ingram. Yeah. I think Portland's so too. getting Nurkic back as well and Zach Collins. Collins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big plus for Portland. Another big storyline we haven't even mentioned yet, uh, the battle in L.A., Lakers-Clippers. Who do you, who do you guys Lakers have there? Six, maybe Lakers and six. I got the Clippers. Jack, what you got? I got the Clippers. Clippers in seven. I got the Clippers. They have the have the oh. Marks is yeah. doing that to piss me off. <laughs> no, no, honestly, I just I, I do think that because Lou Will came out today and said he's going. Yeah. So if Lou Will wasn't going, that obviously makes a huge difference. But he's going to be there. I do think the biggest thing that would stop the Clippers would be some chemistry issues. Um, because they got a lot of new guys. They just re-signed Joe Kim, uh, Noah, for the rest of the season. He was signed to a 10-day contract before it stopped, but he didn't, obviously didn't get to play. Um, so they re-signed him, so they got to add him. You're still adding Reggie Jackson, Marcus yeah. Morris. These guys haven't had a lot of games to play together. Uh, but if they can figure it out with these eight warm-up games, I just think they're a deeper team than the Lakers. And obviously the Lakers, no Avery Bradley, Dwight Howard's on the fence. And I don't think J- – they got J.R. Smith, but I don't yeah, think he's that big that. of an upgrade over Avery Bradley. I was going to say, how do you feel about the JR signing? And one, also the fact that he won't, I don't even think will be starting. Maybe not. No. I don't believe so. No, so he's I, not going to be. I don't think he's going to be starting. I think he's going to be great off the bench. Right. Yeah, I think it's going to be great off the bench for them. And obviously, he has chemistry with LeBron. He's um, a veteran presence, too. He's been there and yeah. done. He's won a championship. Yeah. He's a knockdown shooter, but like to replace a guy like Avery Bradley, who's one of the best two way players in the league still, he's they a great on ball defender. And won without Avery Bradley, though. That's true. They I don't know, but I think their biggest. I mean, you you want. I think their biggest thing is going to be defense. Like you have a lot of ball handlers in the in the Western Conference, like Harden and John Morant, Chris Paul. These all these point guards. You want somebody that's going to be able to d them up on ball. And like Jr. is not that guy. It's and true, you lose but- and you lose one of the best guys in Avery Bradley in doing that. It's definitely true, but what I do have to bring up is you know Alex Caruso. As much as people like to joke about him and stuff like that, he's been very efficient and. It's him on defense that people don't realize because I, I don't have the statistic in front of me. I'm not going to waste the time to go try and find it. But there was something to where Avery Bradley and him were back-to-back on you know def- def- defensive efficiency under certain parameters and things along those lines. But you know you can, you can make st- stretch statistics to make them look a certain way if you want to. But with that being said, I think that Caruso needs to be valued more as a defender. Um, and I think right now will be his chance to prove that. With that being said, he doesn't have – 
the experience in the playoffs. It's a very young guy, not that he would even necessarily start. Uh, but right now, I think it's going to be a testament to himself, um, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who is notorious for usually being a two-way player, um, although he's slightly, I think, slacked off on defense more in Los Angeles than he has in Detroit. Uh, but I do think right now is the time for these guys to shine. If they can, I'm not sure. But you're right, Mark. I mean, even the Morris brothers, both the Morris brothers that signed late, a lot of these buyout guys that were supposed to start getting that rapport got you know pulled very quickly. So how do all of these technically buyout guys fit into these teams across the entire league right now? Is the chemistry there? Are you just fitting a square peg into a circle hole? But I, I think we all can agree that it's going to be Lakers and Clippers to come out of the West. Am I right? If not, I want to hear whoever has another team that they think has a legitimate chance to knock off one of them, if not both. I'd love I to think, I think the Rockets. I think the Rockets can beat the Lakers. I okay, really do. I, I know your original question was, besides the Lakers and Clippers, mm-hmm. who has a chance? And that's why we started talking about stuff. So, How I about that flag were. behind you, Amber? How about that team? She's covering the flag. (laughs) (laughs) I want to mention one more thing about the Lakers and Clippers before we move on to a couple other teams. I think this goes down to something we mentioned earlier in coaching. If it comes down to a Western Conference final situation with how deep the Clippers are, with how many options, Doc Rivers, one of my favorite coaches of all time, and is definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame, uh, with the opportunity he has to experiment with all these different rotations, all these big man's guards, he's got so many options. I just don't think there's any way that the Lakers, despite LeBron, and I hate saying that, I just think Frank Vogel <laughs> is going to be their downfall. I mean, I, this is no shade against LeBron. I, wa- I want him to get his fourth. I think he deserves it more than anyone. But I think Doc Rivers and the depth that they have is just going to be the – the nail in the coffin, really. You got to remember too, yeah. Doc Rivers is the guy who brought the Celtics Big Three together and won a championship in their first year with no chemistry. The only I mean, returning I, player from that I team think, was Paul Pierce. The interesting thing is too, like, do we consider coaching chemistry a thing too? Because I mean, at the end of the day, Doc has been the Clippers coach for quite a while. Like, he has players that have been there an extended period of time, trust him to a certain level. Not that the Lakers don't trust Vogel or anything along those lines. And what he's doing is amazing. He's very defensive minded because you have all the offensive weapons in the world. You need a coach to pull out the defense. So that's their chance. But like, I agree with you in a sense to where, you know, do they want to play harder for doc? You know, just because that's family, you know, well, maybe they haven't straight got to that point with Vogel yet. And I don't know if that even makes a difference, but it's worth noting. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, CJ. I just feel like, uh, it's, it's going to come down to obviously both teams that have dominant duos and a pretty and a really good roster after that. Um, coaching, I think that's a great point as well. Obviously, Doc is a better coach than, than Vogel. Uh, I just look at the second, the second, the second guy in the duo. So that's AD and Paul George. I trust, I sh- even though Paul George is meant to the playoffs as the guy going up against LeBron, um, he's had some injuries in, in the past couple, couple, few, few seasons, really, ever since he was in OKC. I trust AD. I think AD is a better player on both on both ends. Um, I, I like him. And you look at you look at Deion Waiters and Gerald Smith. Both of those guys have a lot to prove. I mean, both right. of these guys weren't even in the league where it was questions about their career. So as long as, um, there's, no, as, long as there's no gum. What's everybody's last impression of J.R. Smith? Uh, I think he's off the henny. Forgetting the he's clock. Too- you just brought up J.R. Smith. My last impression, though, is that he threw a bowl of soup in, like, a staff member's face. And then you just brought up Dion Waiters, who 
almost overdosed on gummies, which I didn't even think was a possibility with marijuana. So homeboy <laughs> yeah. pushed the limits. Oh my God. I forgot that Dion Waiters did this. that. I know this year's taken like four years, but like it's just all this, this year for him. So we'll see. Hopefully there's no gummies in the bubble. But Le- LeBron yeah. has been known to, to, to win with anybody. So you just look at those, those last couple true. Cleveland teams. They, they shouldn't, if, if LeBron's not there, they're, they're probably what a lottery team. Right. So, Can we agree uh, though that the teams LeBron played weren't as good as the Clippers in the East yeah. all those years? That's true. Like, not, yeah, yeah. like not, even, not even close, really. I mean, like if, oh, yeah, if we yeah, really yeah. got to look into it, I mean, at some point, you know, I, I think that matchup with the Spurs was like I think that Spurs team that gave them issues was probably the best team that they played that matched up the best against. Other than that, I mean, you're right. I mean, the Clippers are. The Lakers, like they, they are the two, they are right, they are the epitome of the top of the West. And that's why it's almost a joke of like, so who's got a chance to even like touch them? Like we're just assuming. Yeah. When the East, you would think what Giannis, who may be the MVP this year, we're not sure, but is deserving of that debate for sure. And the team is at absurd and the coaching is great. You got all this stuff and we're all sitting here saying the Bucks are going to have issues. So at the end of the day, that should show you the testament of how amazing and where the Lakers and Clippers are compared to, I believe, the rest of the league. Not, but don't, that, not that it's in any given Sunday kind of feel, because it is, and you're right. But like the way these rosters are built, they're like. But do you I trust the Lakers bench? Are you going to have to stagger LeBron and AD's minutes? I personally I think they're going to have they're to. a very deep team. Uh, I but think like, they're a deep team. I think they're a very deep team. You think they're okay? Do you think who you trust? Who you trust more, the Lakers bench or the Clippers bench? I would put them in the same tier for me, you know, because yeah. at the same time, who who has any size on the Clippers? Like, are you going to trust Zubox to to handle AD's greatness throughout this seven-game series? Montrez. Seven-game series? Yeah, Montrez has the heart of a dog. I love Montrez. Joe Kim Noah is probably the most annoying basketball player there Joe is. Kim Noah, I didn't even know he played basketball he, anymore. Yeah, but he's just going to go out there. Like he's just going to go out there and just try to get in AD's head. He's got yeah, five fo- uh, six true. fouls. He's going to use all of them. That's true. Like, these yeah, are guys but then he's going to lose all of his credibility when he goes to the free throw line and shoots well, like on, a butterfly and, and then you're handling ad but then you're forgetting about seven foot javel and you're forget like and then dwight if he decides yeah. to officially they got the meme the team over the lakers the right lakers now is like <laughs> i know how the, like, the thing is, is it's all it's all going to be about coaching you're right and the thing is it's not just the size win because it doesn't like if the, the clippers can most definitely out coach the lakers for sure and the level of talent on both teams i put right here but when it just, for me, sheer size battling with those three guys for a seven-game series, I don't give them a chance. Like, that's in my eyes. And I know it might have a slight bit of bias in that opinion. But you know slight, I, I've, never had, I've never had a chance. I, I've, I've literally brought just that a little bit. multiple times. I, there's been other times in other years where it doesn't, not even just the shit years, even the years Kobe was here, there was years that we didn't have the best team. Like, I have no problem admitting that. But, like, if you all can tell me right now that this isn't with the probably the strongest team in the league in regards to size or in the West, I don't know who's going to bang with them. And, and on the Clippers, I, I know you said Montrez and Zubat, but good luck. I just think them. in order for that to work, they're going to have to either stagger LeBron and AD or they're both going to have to play way too many minutes. Exactly. Is That's that what they, they do, though? Is that what the Lakers do? Do they really bang that much? Like, how many times do they come down and actually throw it into the post and let a guy go to work other when than you, AD? When you have Zubats and Montrez Harrell on the floor. <laughs> That's when you do it. When I you think Montrez Harrell be one of the best guys you could ask to guard Anthony Davis. Is he going to well, stop him? No. For but sure. But like, it's going to make it hard for him, though. 
That's it, though. You know, I, I don't trust Zubats is, is soft. The guy jumps a foot off the ground. I watched him as a Laker for over a year. What, and, what about Kawhi on LeBron? That's something we're completely I, forgetting. I, I, that's <laughs> The reason why we're not talking about it is because I think Kawhi can handle it. I think Kawhi yeah. is one of the best defenders I've ever seen. I think the difference, though, LeBron is a better playmaker. So even though even though they were yeah. kind of canceled out offensively, I think LeBron is could could definitely make make the, his teammates around him better. He's going to find Kawhi, other ways to contribute, right? And I think you know Kawhi is really he's a he's a dynamic scorer, great defender. We have yet we have he he was actually becoming a better facilitator before this uh, you know the pandemic happened, and I think that's something that he needs to improve on as a player. But I think LeBron already has that when it comes to IQ. Uh, it's going to be a great battle. It's going to be a but great even, battle. But even Amber said it's half court ball when it comes to playoffs. So when you said how often do they dump the ball into the post? Right now, when you have a side, right. right. exactly. like you're talking and about Le- LeBron, LeBron has time. been very open to letting AD do his thing. He he wants to see him succeed. LeBron wants to be the facilitator because he has the highest basketball Q, IQ I've ever seen. You don't think LeBron it's, it's wants insane. to keep yeah. AD? You don't All think right. LeBron wants to keep AD in LA either? You don't think he wants to treat him real nice throughout these playoffs right now? I think he's going to let AD do what he needs to to lock him in, do that nice four year contract. Yeah, where else is he going to go? Where else is he going to go? Another. Another thing about AD is is AD hasn't been there before. AD has zero experience whatsoever. He does. It's just well, other than winning one playoff, playoff series that they beat yeah. Portland when they shouldn't have. Yeah, he, he's lost quite a lot in the playoffs. That's obviously. True. Yeah. So I, I think that's a factor for sure. Uh, what are what are some other sleepers that you see in both conferences? Do you see any of these other teams really giving these teams fits, even in the early rounds? Like if the Pelicans make it, do you think they give the Lakers fits? Not at all. No, maybe. I think they might win one game. Yeah, maybe one they, game, maybe two. Yeah. That's a conversation I've seen a lot on Twitter, so I wasn't I sure how y'all felt about that. I think, yeah. that, I think they, like you said, they can match up really well for a game or two, but it's just like to go – if he goes seven, to go with, with – I just don't even see what happened that. To, what happened to Jackson Hayes, man? Like, he just <laughs> – Yeah. <laughs> he kind of disappeared. Fell off. Yeah. Disappear. I mean, Amber, could, you have to tell us how you feel about the Thunder. Yeah, you kind of have to. <laughs> 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 He's like, I don't, I don't feel about the Thunder right now. <laughs> I, don't want to, guys. Well, I think that they've played above expectations all year long. That's just everybody. I mean, ESPN had them pick 13th um, <laughs> to start the preseason. I don't like our bench. We need more bench scoring. And I think that's going to be our downfall in the playoffs. We need more bench scoring. Yes, Chris Paul's been healthy all year. Yes, SGA has taken the next step. Yes, Schroeder comes up big and we have Stephen Adams and we know Gallo can play, but Outside of, outside of those five players, I don't trust anybody. Uh, Terrence Ferguson doesn't have any confidence. Lou Dort is young. Nader's all over the place. Um, Baisley's young. So we don't have – Ralph Nader. Has to be one of the greatest names in the NBA. <laughs> and I actually – I'm a fan of Nader because he shoots the ball. And he shoots it with confidence. And he plays mm-hmm. very, 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 very hard. But we don't have enough bench scoring um, to – compete with those top teams in the West. But I do think that we can make it tough with those three guards that can go downhill, but the bench scoring just bothers me a lot. Yeah, like you said, it it does turn to more half-court ball. You know, and I think Chris Paul actually exceeds in half-court ball sometimes, which is his specialty. But, you know, SGA, he needs to run. He needs to go. He's so talented so long. Like, I, I love him in transition. It's a beautiful thing. And not that he can't run the uh you know half court and not that he necessarily has to with chris paul and him on the floor at the same time you know he can play more of a two game but um i but i agree with you i think that the team is going to be great for the future though like you said there's so many young pieces and so much talent in that roster like 
I think they've definitely played over expectations. I think the Thunder are in a really good spot right now to you know, how I, I think I think for what Chris Paul has done for SGA alone, he's worth what they're paying him. For Absolutely. if he stays there yeah. after this year, just the strides that Shai Gilgis Alexander has made since he in that trade for uh for Paul George from the Clippers, it's insane. He he has such a bright future ahead of him and he's really young. Um, and he, he really feeds well playing off ball from Chris Paul, but he can go play on ball anytime he needs to, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. But, uh, Mark, I have to ask you about the Celtics, Jason Tatum, Kemba. Yep. Do they have a chance? Do they have a chance? I think I, I remember oh, you they me you definitely have a chance. Yeah, they got a great coach. Brad Stevens is a hell they of have a de- So they have a great coach. They just had an interview today that had Kemba, um, said his knee is feeling a hundred percent. Hasn't felt this good in a while. Um, I love Kemba. And obviously what Jason Tatum has done the last month and a half before the break, you know, I really think he was top 10 player or playing like a top 10 player in the league at that point. He was shooting 50% from three. Um, again, the size is an issue. Um, against the bigger teams, like even the Raptors, they got Gasol and Ibaka, and then you got the Bucks with the Lopez brothers and, and Giannis, so that that could be an issue. Um, but they've shown this team that they can win. These this, these core guys, they can win. Jaden Statham, Jalen Brown, they've been to an Eastern Conference Finals. They took LeBron to Game 7. Um, we're a few possessions away from going to the Finals with a very young team. They beat Milwaukee that year in a seven-game series, and Milwaukee had a lot of the same players. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I, I like – I like their chances against the Bucks. Their perimeter defenders—they got a lot of length between Brown, Tatum, Hayward. Um, I think Giannis would. I think Giannis is going to average twenty-five to thirty in the series against the Celtics. I mean, let's be honest—they yeah. don't. They can't. They can't stop them. But I think they can g- give Middleton some problems and a lot of their perimeter guys. Um, and they've shown they can beat the Bucks. I mean, they beat them this year a couple times. They have a very good record against the Raptors. And the biggest thing that they have for them is it's no home court advantage because they cannot play in Milwaukee and they cannot play in Toronto. Yeah, they suck at both arenas. Yeah, so to yeah. have it, so to have it in a neutral court, a chance we're just not going to bet on them because when we bet on them, they usually lose. So but what do the numbers as, say? As long but what as, do the numbers say? That's when we do it, not yeah. with Fred. When we do it, but as long as we stay away, they have a chance. <laughs> Betting's going to be wild on a neutral court. Know. Who knows what the lines are going to uh, look I, like? I, yeah, I, the lines I, are going to be insane. I'm going to literally just take Mark and Corey's <laughs> advice and just my own sort of weird thoughts and just pray for that. <laughs> uh, moving on to some of the, the bottom feeder teams that we haven't gotten to talk about so much, the race for the eighth seed in both conferences. We mentioned it a little bit earlier. I know Amber mentioned uh, Portland was her pick to come out and finish in the eighth spot. The West is going to be crazy. There's 13 teams, but the East only has nine. Do the Wizards have a chance, and do those last, what, five Western Conference teams other than, uh, you know, Memphis, Portland, or New Orleans, do, do they have a chance to push to make the playoffs? Oh, and I was actually just going to bring this up. I was going to say, am I the only one that actually thinks Washington can make the eighth seed in the East? Bradley Beal alone, I think. Bradley Beal doesn't – he's on the fence. Oh, yeah, mm. oh, yeah he's on the fence. That, Bertans, the Bertans isn't going. That's their entire team right now. Bertans, Bertans isn't going. If, yeah. Listen, but, if, yeah. if Bradley Beal doesn't play and I have to sit here and be miserable about the Hornets being one game out and their best player doesn't <laughs> play, I'm going to be so pissed. I'm really yeah. – I, I, I'm especially with the teams yeah. in front of them right now. Like the Nets have obviously no Kyrie, no KD. Uh, no Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie, no DeAndre yeah, Jordan, no DeAndre Jordan. Like that, that team could that, literally. My question is, why are the Nets playing? 
you know, it's it's almost frustrating, like you said, Owen, to see players that have or teams that have players that would play or maybe were right there on the fence. And it's so and not that it, all of it's in their control. Obviously, a lot of the positive tests and stuff or something that they weren't. But I feel like there should be like if a 50 percent of the team isn't going like you don't play or something along those lines, because it, it's almost I don't know if it's. Competition. I don't know if the Nets are going to win a single game without yeah. all the guys that they have missing, really. I mean, right. you tell me Karis LeVert's going to go win you a basketball game? I like yeah. Karis LeVert, don't get me wrong, but Jared Allen's come on. not going to happen. Yeah, Jared Allen's going to be Allen out of the Nets, man. Don't let, don't let Joe Harris get hot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, Joe Harris, might be, Joe Harris, very well could be their leading scorer if uh, if they just let him shoot it as many times as they Didn't want. Did Jared Allen play summer league last year? He did, yeah. I remember Jared Allen playing summer league last year. Exactly. I, it was really confusing. Um, what What about the West? The West, I I mean, besides the teams we brought up, it's going to be the Blazers, the Pelicans, or the Grizzlies. It's one of those three, in my opinion. I'm going to have to side with Amber and go with the, the Blazers because of the veteran presence there. Um, as long as Dame is playing, I'm going to ride with Dame in that series, and I don't think they'll go much further. But I definitely think, like you mentioned, they are getting a bit healthier. Um, as long as Dame is there and he's a motivated Dame, I'm confident in that team. If you're just talking about making the eight seed, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take them over the Pels or the Grizzlies. And I like the Grizzlies a lot, but I just I don't think it's their year. Are we disrespecting yeah. Sacramento? A little bit, I think. <laughs> we haven't said their name, so obviously. And then the Spurs and the Suns, I think. The Spurs without Aldridge, I don't think they have a chance. And then the Suns, I think they're just too many games behind. Jack, what do you think about the Suns? Too many games, but I I like the Kings. Jack, go ahead. I really don't have I haven't watched the Kings. I I really don't have a lot of information. So he's counting out the Kings. Yeah, they're never on national TV. I like yeah. De'Aaron Fox a lot. De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley, I think, is a really good young duo. Not great. De'Aaron Fox is, but Marvin Bagley's still got some strides to take. But other than those two guys, Harrison Barnes, I mean, I I but just he'll... don't know that they're deep enough. Luke Walton is a terrible coach. I'm going to just put that out there. And, yeah. that's, and yeah. call me biased, I don't care. Like, I witnessed him have much more talent than he utilized, and his rotations never made sense. Like – and there was a lot of things. Never once did he make the team better. It was almost like Jason Garrett. Like, here's gold. <laughs> it's like not let it fall on the ground. Like, you don't have to do anything. But you look at the sideline, you're like, has he done anything for the team? Has he won the game? And if anything, you're sitting there and it's like, the guy's hot. He's played three minutes this period. Like, he's played a total of yeah. 16 minutes this game and you're pulling him. And you're putting in someone. And it's like, there's other stuff like that. And there's a reason why he got run out of Los Angeles because – Bus loved him. They loved him for some reason because he's got the ties to the Lakers. But you have to be that bad of a coach to have everyone on your side and still get let go. Like it's just like <laughs> we need someone else because like the public is just uh, too upset with us. Like and we don't even need a coach because LeBron's here, but like we need to get someone better than this, you know. And that's why Vogel's perfect because he's like, you guys do your thing, but like if you're not playing defense, you're out, you know. So it, that's all he cares about because he knows they're all gonna like succeed on on offense you know so yeah that's uh, that's my point of view i guess on it but i don't I, think the have a chance. i mentioned uh luke walton in my podcast today i the reason why i don't trust sacramento i mean you know um De'Aaron fox came out and said nobody you know respects us and things like that but you benched buddy hill you started buddy hill you benched him you started him oh no he's better I forgot about buddy hill completely yeah. mm-hmm. and it's kind of like okay what are you going to do with buddy hill i mean you know so 
his rotations are oh, they just drive me nuts. Yeah. They drive me nuts, man. Mm-hmm. So that's why I asked the question about Sacramento because they they're also three and a half games um, back along with Portland and and the Pelicans. So they kind no, of up as well. It's super valid and something that they've been really vocal about on Twitter that they do feel disrespected. And in their spot, I would feel disrespected, but like we all kind of just mentioned, like I don't even know how they're in that spot personally. Yeah. That's I was about to bring that up. I know y'all were just, you know, really hating on on uh on Luke Walton. And look, I, I'm not a huge fan of the guy either. I've watched Kings games and their rotations <laughs> are trash. You're right, his in end of game management is terrible. It was with the Lakers and it still is with the Kings. Yeah, but the fact yeah. that they're three and a half games back in the Western Conference something's going right and it, it might not be him it very well could be those players but still i i, I don't want to count them out because De'Aaron fox alone scares me he's i think De'Aaron fox is, is going to be one of the best point guards in the nba in the next couple of years i really i really believe that he's a beast mm-hmm. for sure yeah the kings i mean last year everybody thought they were going to be the afc this year and then the grizzlies and the pals and all these other teams came out and really just usurped them. Um, a lot of it has to do with, uh, I agree with, with Perry, definitely uh, the head coach. Um, and you look at, you look at this, the Spurs and the, <laughs> you look at the Spurs and the Suns. I just think Suns are a year away. Uh, I like Monty Williams. I think that was a great pickup uh, to get him as a head coach. Obviously um, a and being, being out for 25 games really hurt them. They really, they was playing some, so- they were really playing solid basketball in the beginning of the year. I think they're a year away. I like, I like, I like Booker. I like Oubre. Um, so I, I just think it's not it's not their time yet. And then for the Spurs, uh, they have I think they have some solid young players. I don't think the Rose is going to be there next year. So it's, I think what they what they do with that move could be dependent on how how their future plays out. Because I like Lonnie Walker, I like Dejounte Murray as well. Um, so I think if they can if they they might be able to move LA and DeRozan for some some solid pieces and kind of build around those two guys. I think. Going forward, I think they'll they'll be back to uh, what we think. But obviously, Pop is getting older as well, so that's also a factor. I love that you we have about to- Suns, by the way. Suns are definitely the next team up for sure. Yeah. Like next year, the Suns will be that team that's in the Grizzlies and Pels spot right now. I guarantee. We, we also I think have the Grizzlies mention- and Pels are going to be the team in the Grizzlies and Pels spot next year. <laughs> I also I I have to agree with Mark there. Yeah, I don't think the Suns are getting to the Grizzlies and Pels yet. The Suns, I don't even think are close. Ricky Rubio, I thought was a good pickup. I think he's helped Devin Booker a lot because Devin Booker can actually play (laughs) off ball instead of having to play point guard, um, which is why I think he's gotten a a decent bit better this season. But uh, one thing I have to mention, if the Spurs don't make the playoffs, this is their first time missing the playoffs since like 96. 22 years. Yeah. 22 years, yeah. I thought it was going to happen last year, but they somehow squeaked in there towards it's, the end. It's it's hard to count Coach Pop out. I feel like he wants it, but then again, you could also say that his head may be you know, out the door halfway. Right. right. Tim Duncan might end up being that, that, that head coach. I'd love to see that. They won a game against the Hornets with him as head coach. And Becky Hammond can be his lead. Yes, exactly. Exactly, and Beckham maybe the assistant coach. I think that'd be that'd be yeah. great as Pop uh, rides off in the sunset. That'd be great for them. Yeah, yeah, Becky Hammond is another name I was about to mention. A lot of people, because Tim Duncan only coached this one game against the Hornets. I, I watched all the game. They played really well, and like I said, I'm pretty sure they won. Um, but a lot of people on Twitter that night were super surprised. Her, him and Becky Hammond kind of co-coached. They were standing right beside each other on the sidelines the whole time, but Tim Duncan was named uh, the replacement head coach, and I thought that – 
Becky Hammond really kind of deserved that after all the talk she's gotten this past couple of years. I think she deserves she's, a head coaching she's job. Interviewing for a lot of jobs when Borrego got that job in Charlotte. I mean, she was, I'm pretty sure had an interview for that as well. If not, it was that that exact same cycle. So she went through multiple interviews, multiple teams and, not one negative thing was said about her. It just maybe wasn't necessarily her time, just like in the NFL, like Eric Bikini and stuff like that. Like, obviously, he deserves an NFL coaching job, but it probably just wasn't the year. You know, it'll be next year or something like that. So I agree with you, though, completely. I think I've, I was surprised, and I think that she deserves to be uh, a head coach just from the experience she's gotten from Pop, the way she carries herself, as well as Duncan. But to be honest, Hampton's gotten more – from a coaching standpoint from pop in regards to mentorship than Duncan has because of the years they've spent together now. So I got more confident as, like you said, with her as a coach, I agree. Uh, the last thing I want to bring up before we, before we end this first unwrap this session is the end of season awards. We won't know till after the playoffs, as far as MVP coach of the year, I'm sure a lot of you guys answers are going to be the same, but go down the list, six men of the year, comeback player of the year, all that stuff. What, what do you guys think? Let's yeah. start with MVP, guys. I think it'll be heavily determined determined by the playoffs. If if, Gian, if Giannis goes on a run, I think he can definitely take it. And same thing with LeBron and Kawhi. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's Giannis's right now. I think LeBron did a lot to close the gap right before yeah. the season ended. He had that stretch yeah. where he beat the Bucks and the Clippers back to back nights, I believe it was, and he just outplayed. Giannis um, was out for a minute too when LeBron really, really gained some steam. Definitely, exactly. Yeah. See, here's here's where I'm not biased. Like I'll just pop right in there and say Giannis should win the MVP this year for sure. You know, although I believe LeBron has had a phenomenal year. The, what, he's leading the league in assists with a yeah. career high, averaging a double double, and he's in his 17th year. Like, are we registering this? I'm or, honestly surprised he's never led the league in assists. Sounds like going with LeBron. Yeah. Are we ignoring this? But at the same time, like he's Giannis, talking himself into LeBron right now. He's changing. Giannis, Giannis, Giannis. <laughs> I have to. The guy. The guy is a tank like i if you uh, remove him from the bucks i'm not confident i think if you remove him from the bucks and you remove lebron from the lakers i'm more confident in an ad led lakers than i am in a chris middleton, chris middleton bucks. oh yeah like, for sure absolutely not even a question so when you're removing them who is the most valuable to that team Giannis, who had a, a record i can i guess just cancel those out because they're both like two of the best teams in the league but, well, yeah. so if if Giannis gets knocked out before the finals and LeBron makes it, wins it, or maybe even doesn't, and he puts on a performance like he did against Golden State that year, where people were arguing that he should have gotten it even if they lost, uh, do you think? Well, let's let's not forget that the MVP is only a regular season award. So what they do in the playoffs, so what they do in the playoffs is irrelevant. So now I hate that. That's why I hate. But they still got eight games. They still got eight games. That's why I hate, the reason why I hate that change of when they announce these now to where it's after is because it gives people that connotation that the playoffs matter. It, it brain. Yeah, exactly. Them. I, I liked when it was before the playoffs. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, Oh, the guy had the most legend, like whoever it is, for example, or whatever, had one of the most legendary seasons of all time. The team takes a crap in the playoffs and someone else just has a Kemba Walker on Yukon kind of run, you know, and just we're just mesmerized kind of thing. We forget that that there's no way that he doesn't deserve this award, you know. So I think it's do it when the timing is right, and then let us enjoy the playoffs and the championship, and then give the playoff awards during the playoffs, right? I think the MVP of the NBA is really wrapped up in the playoffs. That's that's when you want to prove you're the best. It's when you want to play the best. Yeah, that's I mean, when you make your statement. That's definitely. 
Yeah. Amber, what do you think? Who's your MVP? I got Giannis, but I think the media, like the media is doing with Zion, they want him to have rookie years so bad. Yeah, we want it. So bad. Better not happen. Yeah. That better not happen. They, I think the media. <laughs> I'll be has, smiling though. I'll be smiling if it happens, but I don't agree with it. The media has. <laughs> LeBron has played well, but the media has kind of pushed people like, hmm, maybe LeBron should be it. Right. So mm-hmm. the media has had some influence on LeBron. And then I like Giannis. I'll pick Giannis, but I think it's going to be closer than people think. I think it's going to be very, very close between him and LeBron. It's going to be Giannis and Harden all over again, like that run. You know, it's going to be right there splitting hairs, and then it's hopefully mm-hmm. going to end up being Giannis. You know, we might be skipping a couple awards here, but does Giannis win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year? No. 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 Anthony Davis. Davis. Don't even call me biased there, guys, either, because you all could agree. Anthony Davis is a defensive jumper guy. (laughs) It's one of win defense. If he doesn't win the player of the year, then I'm. mm, Something's up. Something's up. But don't give it to LeBron and AD, though, because then something's up. You know, like, then it's like, all right, come on. At least you know. Yeah, come on. (laughs) At least the LA guy knows. You can't I mean, do that and, and win the championship in the same year. You can't give us all of that at the same time. You know what I mean? Lakers fans, man. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Oh, I got joke. Uh, well, I got a question for you guys. Who's your most improved player? Because that's the one that I think has the most debate. Brandon Ingram. Devontae Graham. Luka Jalen Brown. Wow. Those are great. Yeah, those are some great candidates right there. Uh, Devontae Graham. I was gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Bam. Yeah, Devontae Graham. I'm gonna go with Bam, but yeah, Graham. Uh, Graham he definitely stepped up. Bi as well. Uh, we just, we just Being like ten names out there in like two seconds. Like yeah, that, you know, that, that's else? the top four right there. You know sure. who else is the dark horse? T.J. Warren. I love the way T.J. Warren has yes. played. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Do, do you remember oh, when the yeah. Suns gave away T.J. Warren for like a bag of potato chips, and yes. they also gave them a draft pick? Also, it was like, here, screw me, and I'm going to give you money while. <laughs> like, yeah, that was pretty much what the Suns. I love the Suns, but that that will be a move I'll never let my buddy Marcus go yeah. down because. He's a diehard son, but the sons will be there. I think Brandon Ingram is my actual pick. I just had to give love to Devontae Graham because he's definitely up there as far as the candidates go. I just don't think he's he's done enough to deserve it. He kind of fell off. Uh, I don't want to say necessarily fell off, but you know the reason Devontae Graham had such a hot start is because when the season started, he wasn't starting. Nobody knew who he was. It's only his second season, and he played behind Tony Parker and Kimball Walker last year. Played maybe 15, 20 games, was two-way between the G League and all. Um, but once teams started catching on to the way he was shooting, the way he was going over screens, people were sagging off of him. Uh, he had to make that adjustment. But I, I think next year is going to be a big year for him. But yeah, Brandon Ingram's my pick. Bam is a very, very close second. What about got- Luca? What about Luca? Because I, I really like that. That improved. Like he's on that list too. Like he might not be a fronter, but you're talking what? about this year. Yeah. Luca Doncic has to be there. He's up eight. He's up eight and eight points a game. He's now an MVP. Like like at that point, he MVP, was an MVP uh, candidate for most of the season. Yeah, MVP on. candidate. It's almost okay, a triple double year. He's went up three assists a game. He's got up two rebounds a game. Like it's not as like wow, this guy sucked and now he's relevant, which right. is notorious for what this this award is. Most right. improved is who was not a thing and now who is like oh this guy blew up. But when you were really looking at most improved, like this guy went from someone who was a clear rookie of the year choice to someone that debatably could have been in the MVP if this season never stopped. You know, if this kept going, like there could have been that debate. Absolutely. In my opinion, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I, that has to be there as a dark horse at the very least, right? SGA too. SGA is, second SGA too. SGA is another good one. Absolutely. Score on the fifth seed, fifth this is seed awesome. I love this 100. one. 
That's the, yeah, best, so that's the best awards. That's that's going to be competitive. The most important. Very, very competitive. What about coach of the year? Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Something you lose Kawhi and you're the second seed in the East. Like Billy he, did, Donovan. he did a lot with nothing. You're and, totally and what, was, what was the Billy win Donovan. streak? What was yeah, the win streak Billy that Donovan they went on too. when they were wearing all the scarves and all? Do y'all remember when that happened? Oh, wearing the scarves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. I'm yeah. glad somebody yeah, remembers the scarves. I'm glad somebody else. I brought that up to somebody else the other day, and they had no idea what I was talking about. I look like an idiot, so I'm glad somebody was talking about. Now, will Mike Malone get? Will Malone get some love? For coach of the year, I think he should. He'll always sure, be he'll be in that discussion. He'll get, uh, yeah, he'll, I think he'll get some votes. Frank, Frank Vogel love? No, nobody. Mm, kind of expect the Lakers to be. Yeah, yeah. Conversation, but again, like you know, you got to spread the words around. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Holzer. will get some love again too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want you guys to bookmark this for next year, and Eric I'm just going to say, maybe. Eric Spoelstra will. Eric is a good one. Yes, you going to say Bur- James Borrego? No, I wasn't going to say, but I was going to say James Borrego is going to win Coach of the Year next year. Just bookmark it. Just remember this. I'm okay. telling you, bookmark. No, bookmark. Yeah. I'm just uh, waiting, six- waiting for the Michael Jordan Last Dance documentary on his time with the Wizards and from him owning the, the Hornets. I don't think that's going to be. I don't, I, I, I don't want to You're just going to make sure the Hornets do enough in case there's another bubble and you don't miss it by one game. Hey. They, have about, they have about four guys that. If they could, if they could lock in and focus with uh, with Graham, um, uh, Bridges, Monk. PJ Washington. Yeah, if those guys could could just figure it out, I think um, they're they're going to be the, they're going to be in the Eastern Conference uh, contenders for for a while. What are you going to be? What are you going to do with Batum? What are you going to do with that contract? Uh, get his ass as far away from the city of Charlotte as possible. <laughs> uh, also, it's July. Buy his plane today. Today, I will. I will personally say, hey, here's a ticket back to France. You're cool. I'm glad you were here. But bye. $24 million a year. Today is the four-year anniversary of uh, his signing of that contract, by the way. July That's 1st. exactly how I feel about like back in the day with like Dang and Moskov with the Lakers and stuff. Like There's times where you just sign, your, you about Lakers sign, misery, you man. sign your, life, your life away on a contract and every fan's just like, oh, God. Like, you know, there's no way in three years this is a good idea. Like. <laughs> six six men of the year. Who y'all got? Schroeder. Is it Lou Will? Schroeder. Schroeder. Yeah. Schroeder was my pick. I gotta go Schroeder, Schroeder too. Yeah. Yeah. But they should most definitely name it the Lou Williams Award, considering he's won it more times <laughs> than anybody. No, no, I mean I think it's a serious thing. When he retires, are we all for just changing this to the Lou Williams, the Lou Williams Award? award? They have they have Lou Williams and they have Montres Hurl and they have Schroeder third in percentage wise. I was like, what? Yeah, I I think Montrezl no, like deserves some love, but Schroeder I think deserves it, especially as far as success goes. Before the season started, everybody knew the Clippers were going to be there. That Lou Will it, it is going to be one of the better six man. Montrezl maybe not so much. That surprised me when he didn't start for most of the season. Um, but look at Schroeder, look at what they've done in in Oklahoma City. Right. When you get Chris Paul, everybody thought that was going to be a wreck. He's ended up helping SGA improve tremendously. Schroeder's gotten better under this new system after Paul George and Russell Westbrook left. I, I think he deserves that award for how well they've done and, and considering what's happened recently. I agree with you completely. Yep. Yeah. I didn't want to sound biased there, but Schroeder's play. I think you're okay to be biased here. Okay. Hey, you got to throw your jokes around at least. <laughs> I just wanted oh. to make sure because I had Billy Donovan as a dark horse for Coach of the Year, which when you get picked thir- 13th and you can finish – as high as maybe fourth or third in the Western Conference. I mean, why not? And then I don't hate that pick. I mean, I think he yeah. should definitely he definitely deserves votes. 
Yeah, and then I picked SGA as most improved. When you see where SGA has come from, especially if you know his background, like I did a video on Sportscaster about the evolution of SGA in high school and in college, and then what he's come from and how he had his coming out party against Golden State last year for the Clippers, how Doc Rivers did not want to give him up at all. He said, I, do, I didn't want to give that kid up, but he had to give him up to get Paul George. Right. And he's the second leading scorer on our team, I think. Uh, Gallo's our leading scorer, but he's only leading by like three tenths of a point or something like that. So I, I thought he should just get some love for most improved, even though I think it's going to be between B.I., uh, Graham, and Bam. But yeah, I don't think that's biased at all. I think it's 100% yeah. well deserved. I think all of the, all those picks are definitely worthy of at least vote for conversation. Yeah, Oklahoma City can't win it all. Ain't that right, Perry? We can't win all the awards, right? Everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> you move to the left or the right, you can show them some love a little bit more with that thing behind you at least. I, I know. I, I, I put the big flag. Next video, I'm going to have the big flag up. I just didn't have the big flag up today, but I have a huge flag I ordered from Amazon. Don't worry. It's coming. I got the blue mic, you know, got the blue computer. It'll be up. Don't worry about it. It'll be up. I, I know these aren't necessarily considered awards, Uh and we're not going to go through all three teams, but all NBA first team, who do you des- think deserves the nod? I'm not going to ask you to put, you know, 15 players in a, you know, all NBA first, second, and third team. Uh, I don't think we but, did our homework for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, LeBron at the one. Yeah. You, you have to. I mean, that's that's pretty obvious. Uh, shooting guard. Yeah. That's a tough one. That's tough. It's going to be, it's probably Harden. 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 No, yeah. Harden. 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 It'll be Harden. 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 Yeah. Kawhi, small forward Kawhi. Kawhi. Yeah. Even though he's sat a lot, it's got to be AD at the four. Yeah, it's going to be Kawhi. It's going to be Kawhi. Yeah, power yeah. forward to be Giannis. Giannis, right. and I think AD, AD, AD probably AD. AD yeah. yeah, yeah, probably AD. I can respect that. Are, are there any rookies that are getting talked about enough that deserve some love for two of the all rookie teams? Um, Chris Dunn. Kendrick Nunn. 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 Yeah, Kendrick Nunn. My bad. Um, Kendrick Nunn will probably be first team. Tell him. We talk about Tell him. Tell him. Tell Tell him. PJ Washington, from what I saw from him out of Kentucky, I was pissed when they picked PJ Washington, just to give you a frame of reference. And Mitch Kupchak has has really had some hits in the draft since he's been the GM in Charlotte. Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, he picked Devontae Graham in the second round. Um, Jalen McDaniels, another guy he picked in the second round that has really came on through the end of the season. But I think P.J. Washington has surpassed far and away what I expected out of him and a lot of other players. I think I think he'll make the second team. But, oh, what about, what uh, about Terrence White. Davis? Terrence Kobe. Davis went undrafted and just balled out this year. That's a great rookie mm-hmm. story. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe White. Kobe White will be there. Kobe White, yeah. yeah. Kobe, Kobe White, White be in there. Yeah, he would definitely be in there. Yeah, I like he'll probably be on the second team. Like you mm-hmm. said, TJ Tyler Harrow too. I think deserves to be on that second team. I think it'd be Kobe White and Tyler Harrow would probably be like my second team. You know, guys for rookie. You know, I don't think they did enough to be the first, but you know, those guys deserve some love for even Matisse Thybul. Yes, yeah. Matisse yeah. Thybul deserves. He'll he should be. He should be. Well, that's defensive. Like that guy is insane on defense. I love watching him play. I think RJ Bear to be there. Yes. Yes. I think he'll be on the second team. Uh, he'll probably be on the second team. He's not going to be a first team player. That. Like, I, I think, I don't know if he'll even get second team. Like, I, for where he was drafted, like, it's so sad how, to me how he played in comparison yeah. to Zion in 19 games. I was 
at least like, wow, I'm seeing what I'm supposed to see right now. Jaw was like, this guy is transcendent. And then you look at RJ Barrett and I'm still trying to figure it out. Like I really don't even know. Speaking of speaking of Zion and Jaw, that's one we haven't talked about yet. Rookie of the year. Who deserves it more? Yeah, yeah Jaw. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Zion's in my opinion, I think he's a better player, but you gotta give it to you gotta give it to Jaw right now. Yeah. He's played more games. Like like everybody's talked about what he's what he's done with Memphis, the narrative that the Grizzlies had before the season started to now be in the eighth spot. If Zion would have played the whole season, does he oh. win it instead of Ja? Easily. Yeah. So? Easily. It's not even, I don't think it's even close if he plays the whole season. Easily. If you can make in nineteen games, if you can make up that big of a gap. Oh yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Absolutely. You know what that's I mean? Just point. think of just think of having a full season. And I think the media has something to do with that too. Me influences yeah. a lot. It's me yeah. influences a lot. I know you guys think I just don't like Zion. Okay, I know you guys think. <laughs> You're trying to be it's, realistic about Zion. I, I I am I am being real. I'm being real, really realistic, and I want to see him grow more. I remember Doris Burke was saying in the broadcast like he has so much room for growth yeah. that it's really scary. But right now he's just not he's not there. But their room for growth is it's just ridiculous. Um, right. He's going to get in better shape. Um, he's going to learn that offense more. He's probably going to be that alpha dog. He's going to learn how to shoot free throws better because he's going to get fouled a lot. So he was shooting threes better than I thought he was going to. It's so flat. Have you seen him shoot so oh, flat? Oh, yeah, it's bad. It's they're bad, gonna, gonna, but it can only get better. Off. Yeah, they're going to sag <laughs> off, so he's going to continue to work on that. Those are, those are going to be gym yeah. shots, practice shots, because they're not, mm-hmm. not going to let him go to the rim. So I love I think, Ja Morant. I love his story. I, I do, too. I love, I love Ja, too. I think with Zion – I think Zion's going to run into the same problem I just mentioned about Devontae Graham. I think it's obviously on a smaller scale because Zion's athletic ability is going to carry him throughout his career if he can stay healthy alone. But Zion, people are going to start catching on. They already have that he wants to get in the post. He wants to He wants to get offensive rebounds. He's going to bang on the defensive glass and run in transition. He's got to expand his game more, though, become yeah. a, a little bit better of a ball hitter. To me, right now, he's just a, you know overhyped Sean Kemp. I don't know about wow. that. Come on. I mean, because I mean, I'm just, I'm just, he, he's tough. Right? Similar, similar to AD, he also played, he also played point guard growing up before he hit the growth spurt. So he actually, he can ball handle a little bit. They just don't need him to because they have Zoe, they have Drew, they have a couple other guys that, that can also seen him in 19 games. So it's so hard to pull. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, it's, uh, I don't want to give him too much hate. I just, I can't wait till people figure him out and then he's going to have to make adjustments and stuff like that. That's when you're really going to see the kind of player that he is and the kind of dedication he has to his craft. Exactly. And that's what I want to see the most. It's like not even a question. The guy is just like trying to try and bang with me, but it's like, once we figure out how to get that going, you know, I'm just curious to see the kind of adjustments he makes and what the next steps in his career are. Once he's can he use his right hand, use your right hand, Zion, please. He doesn't, I mean, I feel, I feel like he doesn't really, he doesn't really need to. He's going to have to. But oh, he's gonna have to. He's have to shoot. He doesn't have to use that. I hand. think he, I think he's he went to. I think he went to the perfect team. I mean, he went to. A, he went, he's in a perfect situation. You look yeah, at him. Yeah, look absolutely. At yeah. 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 Numbers, usually on trash team. We just talked about RJ Barrett. Like the Knicks are. Like, if Zion want to go into the Knicks, you want like you know they're not good. So for him to go to the Pelicans, we're talking about them being in the playoffs his rookie year. They have a they have a multitude of young guys that have developed. Talked about, but you have, we haven't even really. We could, I mean, you could, you could, you can throw Zoe in there for most improved as well. How he's improved in uh, spacing the floor, working on his jump shot. Zoe fits in that offense perfectly. Right, the right. way he wants yeah. to pass the ball, he wants to get guys involved, and right. to have Zion and Brandon Ingram. I also think those two. I know I was just kind of shitting on Zion, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I love Zion. I really do. I just want to see him expand and grow because I think if he can. 
that duo between him and Brandon Ingram is is going to be dangerous. Even if sure. even with Lonzo Ball, a guy that just wants to pass the ball to his main scores can score when he needs to. Right. Yep. You know, Brandon Ingram's going to kill you from beyond the arc and anywhere else, and and Zion's going to be there to get the rebounds when he misses and and put him back viciously. So, yeah, I, you're right. He was put in the perfect situation. So oh, you, just yeah. brought, you just brought up the Zion and Jaw thing. What about the 2K cover of Zion today? Obviously, Damian Lillard was the first cover. I think we all can assume that Kobe's going to be the legend cover, and if he's not, then everyone's going to freak out. Um, I'm going to be kind of pissed if Kobe so, doesn't get that. Yeah, we all will be. It doesn't matter where you're from. Like, he deserves it this year. I think we all want him there. But for the one, for the, you know, the futures one or whatever, the one that Zion was on, do you agree with that? Because for me, I was I was, no. I was like 19 games – like you got Jaws balling, you got Luca, you got Trey, who would still be considered the future. Like you have the option, Tatum. Tatum, yes. Dude, I'm sure there are so Tatum. many players that are I mean, pissed about Jaylen this. I would be, be happy with Jalen Brown, to be honest. I'm like the guy's at least proven. Like, look at the numbers. Like, he may not be the yeah. that you want, but like that would have made more sense than Zion to me. I'm kind of sensitive to Kobe uh, cover. I think it's too soon. I think 2K24 would be good for him. Um, I think it's a little. I thought it was a little too soon because I thought maybe Vince Carter. You probably put Vince Carter on there, like I mentioned in the group chat. Put Vince, put Vince Carter on the cover, and then get put a dunk contest in the 2K, and then have your own, pick your own judges, create your own dunk contest on just that version of 2K alone. Because Why are you working for 2K? I wish. <laughs> yeah, that would be dope. 2K is too lazy to do anything cool like that. Yeah, that would be. I think that would be amazing. Like. I think which each cover should be some specific about that guy. So you got Zion on there kind of at the beginning, show his highlights, his YouTube highlights, incorporate his YouTube highlights and all his high school highlights and his Duke yeah. highlights to that that's cover. What, that's what they his did. high school highlights in, are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. In 2014, I think it was when LeBron was on the cover, they had a, a mode. It, it was, you could basically play as LeBron throughout his career and kind of decide where it goes. You go to New York, you go wherever and play out his career. And it was because he was on the cover. They did the same thing with Jordan uh, when he was on the cover in 12. And and that kind of stuff is dope. And it just seems these games just keep getting lazier. lazier. Yeah. I think think games are trying to transition to the whole like discless thing and just have these software updates that they do on just like, It'll no longer be like Madden 20 or 21. It's just Madden. And then like you just own Madden. And every year yeah. they give you this mass software update because it's not scalable anymore to do all these discs and all this stuff. We don't need it anymore. And like, It's going to be a waste of money for them at, at some look point. Look at the new PlayStation. They put out the PlayStation with the disc and the PlayStation you don't need a disc with. So eventually the transition goes, all right, why would we need the one with the disc now? We're just going to do the yeah. one without the disc. And then discs become obsolete because at that point, just like how you have to buy a new iPhone every year or two, like all these old disc games you have, if you want to play them again, they'll make this brand new digital version or whatever that you have to download. That's the way that they get you to buy it again. So we're going to head yeah. in that direction. And then it's going to become, I think, even lazier um, to just be like, okay, well, you know, on this date, we're going to get you all hyped up for this update. And the updates could just be like a roster update, you know? I don't, I, but it also <laughs> could blow your mind and be like, I don't have to go and get this thing. And they give you this update and like, someone just changes the whole, like, you know, how it's going and it just blows your mind kind of thing. But it's, I think I, that, yeah, I agree with Owen. I think they should do that for Kobe. They should have like his, his moments, the 81 point game, uh, the street. Oh my was, God, that would, that would be the greatest. Relive that, relive that moment. Um, 
when he I think he was on a streak of like eight straight games scoring 40 plus. Just they they should do that. They should add that to to the game for in uh 2K21. I just think Zion's on there because he's just more marketable than those other guys. I mean, yeah. he's the most marketable player. He's the most marketable yep. player in the entire NBA right now. LeBron James. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Other, right. Other yeah. than LeBron. So I just think it just they're they're just looking at it from a market standpoint. But you guys are definitely right. I mean, Ja could have been on there. Um, Luca for sure. Luca. I mean, look at the um, European global uh, um, impact that he's had. I think I'm that they didn't do Luca with the international right. stuff they've been doing the last few years and the the strides they've taken like that would have made sense i feel like well they would- had they had ben simmons on the uh, australian cover right um, right yeah. so yeah they might they might they might do that with luca we'll see that could be well, cool like the biggest player from each place going on a different cover that could be cool did they really come cool. at the same time or i think so yeah they come out at the same time they're uh, just different prices i believe yeah a legends edition is more no, I, meant, I meant the uh, australian thing Oh, I'm actually not sure about that. Ask That's a Corey. question yeah, about Australia. But Perry, it's been a it's been a great first stream. I know we're all looking forward to doing this again. As the co-founder, yeah. would you like to wrap things up for us here? Sure. Yeah. No. Thank you so much to everyone for joining us on our first episode of Unwrap This. You're going to see different personalities from Unwrap Sports coming on, hopefully twice a week, talking about different topics. Obviously, with the NBA starting up right now, this was. The one that we were most excited about, you know, baseball season coming up, that's going to be coming shortly uh, with our panel there. We have amazing, powerful women here at Unwrap Sports. They have their own little group that they're putting together right now to get their own panel. It's something they've been working on. Amber, obviously, is all about that, too. So that's going to be, in, I think, July 12th or something like that in like a week. So um, there's just so much to come. So many more of these Unwrap This segments and Uh, Just so much more that we're going to continue to build off this. But we're just blessed that you guys continue to follow us and that you guys are here with us today and uh, that sports are coming back. And I just want to thank you five for joining me today and letting me join you guys because it's been an absolute blessing, of course, with the family here. Unwrap Sports, we keep it always family 100% and you're going to enjoy different personalities coming on every single time. So again, find our website, unwrapsports.com, Twitter and Instagram at unwrapsports. Um, for this one in particular, definitely go check out NBA Unwrapped on Twitter. It's one of our, uh, it's our definitely our hub for basketball. So for all of our hoop heads, go check us out there and, you know, keep showing love for anyone in Unwrapped Sports and stay on, you know, the lookout for more Unwrapped This segments. Thank you guys yeah. so much. Yeah. Uh, it was fun, guys. Until next time. Yes. Until next time, guys. <laughs>